Likewise. Um, <clears throat> oh, well, shit. I didn't even give the background. Oh, look. The, all of a sudden, the podcast started. It's almost like I don't self-produce this. Anyways. So, uh, likewise. So, I was at the Quick Trip literally about an hour and a half ago. Recording this at 1.12 a.m. January 31st. I thought January actually ended on the 30th. Um, but then February ends on the 28th, except on leap year, it's the 29th. Just adding days just to say you lived a day longer on this earth, because the longer you live, the more you get to say you live to the fullest, right? Um, but yeah, I was at Quick Trip, you know, after work, I like, I'm going to treat myself as a, a season, sorry, his character would say in Parks and Recreation. Treat yourself, him and Rita. I believe that was her name. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Off day tomorrow. I've worked hard this week. I've been eating well at home. I'm going to go pump my gas, get a soda, and get some hot dogs. So I go on the quick trip. One, I parked too far from the pump. So the gas I was dispersing was kind of hiccuping, and it was going really slow. So I just stopped when it got the five gallons, even though I was going to fill it. I was like, you know what? Because once you park, once you like park and your key's out of the ignition, it's like, I can't readjust it. Too much pride. I got I to gotta play it off, fill it up another day. Cool. I was like, all right, fucked up that part. Walk inside. I walk in, go to where the hot dog area is, and I don't know if you guys know anything about the Quick Trip experience, but uh, the Quick Trip experience, when you go at the wee hours in the night, which would be around 11.20 p.m. Eastern, where I was, it's hit or miss. One, weather, food, hot dogs, the hot dog grill will even be having stuff on there for you to snack and take on the road, Jack. No more, no more, no more, no more. And and even if it is there, there's more than a likely chance that it is, let's just say, not quality. It is stale. That it is old. And I'm not a everything's got to be fresh type of dude. But, you know, got to have some standards when you're paying three bucks for a couple dogs but cool got my shit got my drink fast forward i go to the register it's this girl i've seen her there before she's a really nice individual does she have piercings in her nose does she wear a dog collar does she uh, look like someone walks her on a leash during certain parades probably but you know what all i care about is if you're a Nice person, respectful. Not even respectful, just be genuinely decent. So I go, wow. So I, I go to the register. I even greet. Typically, I'm not a greeter. I'm like, how are you today? She said, I'm fine. You? I said, can't complain. So she rings it up. It's like $4.54. Put in my car. She asks, would you like a bag and a receipt? And I said, just throw it in the bag. The food. Like a Drake featuring Fabulous. Or is it Fabulous featuring Drake? It's really a Drake song. Any song that Drake's in, it's a Drake song. So she, I said, throw it in the bag. Oh, Jesus. And 
So she hands it to me. I say, have a, I was like, have a great night. She said, likewise. You know, and I got in my car. Typically, when I get a response that's a little irritated, I just like, all right, I'll just go fuck myself mentally and I drive home. But for some reason, I got in the car, and as I'm driving home, this is just sitting with me. Likewise. It's not rude, but it's like lazy generosity. It's like it's like getting a text that's W-Y-D instead of just saying, spelling out what you're doing. They're both lazy, but I at least appreciate that you, you know, spent... Seven extra letters to give me the gist of what you're really trying to do. And something about it, it's like, I never expect anything. And I'm not someone that expects anything out of employees. I'm not going to be our, I deserve to be treated so amazing. But, likewise. Could have easily said, you as well. It's like saying like you, you as well. It's like you. I'm talking to you. You as well. Yes. Could have been, oh, thank you. You could have accepted the compliment and be like, oh, thank you. Be safe out there. That's what people say when you go to gas. Be safe out there. Um, It's kind of, I'm not going to lie, it's kind of a way for a girl to tell a guy to be safe out there when they're probably more at risk to be unsafe. But anyways, likewise... I know the audience is probably thinking, Clint, shut the fuck up. Like, stop bitching and complaining about everything. And I would say, likewise. That's when I would use it. You would say it like, uh, likewise. Likewise. It's like when you would say some sarcasm, like, oh. It would be like, uh... Oh, like if you're joking, like, you know, all guys do gay jokes. I don't care what you say. Like, man, you looking fine as fuck today. Yeah, don't make me open up them cheeks and, ugh. And you would say, likewise. Like, it would be in a playful light. But, like, I'm being serious. You know what? Have a great night tonight. Likewise. That's what I get. A likewise. A paying customer, I get likewise. God, I'm starting to sound like a real fucking boomer. But, you know, it's the little things in life. I focus on the things that I don't even know if matter or not. That's the longest opening rain I've had. Likewise, I don't, I'll wrap it up like this. I don't, I understand, you know, when you, if you work at a place that's like open late at night, especially a girl in these days, like I get it. You're probably, I've seen it firsthand where dudes are acting. Random dude asks a girl who's working. She's shown no interest to even really like talk to you or nothing. And they're using that. Hey, let me try to get your number. And they're like, bro, fuck you. Or they'll have to politely say no thank you. Like It's like, I'm actually here not being a creep. I don't even make eye contact with you because I don't want to make it weird. And likewise is what I get. It's cool though. So much. And then. It doesn't hurt that when I got back in the car, the hot dogs were fucking bullshit. The only thing that's decent is the fucking soda. But I always put too much ice, so I don't really get bang for my buck. Welcome to episode 104 of the Off and Beat podcast with the longest eight-minute rant. 
likewise. I'm your host, Clint. Like and subscribe, and don't forget to suck some titties. Uh, it's better, it's really good doing, it's really good podcasting after a shower. I don't know how many of y'all are avid podcasters, but I actually prefer, I, I really do think your mind works better when you've worked all day and podcasting is supposed to be a relaxing experience. You're just supposed to be loose. And when I've kind of put all my energy in the day, done everything I need to accomplish what I need to, and my nighttime is just to relax, enjoy what I want to enjoy doing what I do, you know, indulge in life a little bit, you know, stay up too long, drink some soda. I've been on a soda binge. I've never been a big soda drinker, but when I've been losing so much weight, I, I looked at my journal the other day, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get to the podcast, but you know I gotta speak for myself, speak for yourself. Um, hashtag Emmanuel Acho and Marcel Swiley, great show. Um, and I looked at a journal, right? Because you know it happens like every year around my birthday, November. I'll be like, you know, I'm gonna lose some weight, but. Like a year and a half, about literally a year plus ago, I was at the highest weight I've ever been. Was I going through things in life? Yes. Not going to get into that. It's not really important. But I got up to 258.2 pounds. You know how I know that? Because I wrote it in my fucking notebook. It was the first thing I wrote in that notebook before I wrote all these other poems and all this shit that made me work towards something today. Not in a great place in life. Two. 158.2 158.2 pounds because I have a scale. I bought a scale because I was actually not looking good. I guess you could say I was like a. Actually, I heard a. I didn't hear a joke. I actually thought of one while listening to some side side tangent. What do you call? Why do lawyers love doing pull-ups? Because they have to pass the bar. Get it? Chin bar chin-ups. Johnny Bravo. Round of applause. Bravo. Anyways, but yeah, 258.2 pounds. Where am I at today? Below 220. I'm at 219. That is fucking 40 pounds. Is it all water weight? Is it all fat? Not by any means. Lost a little strength. It's cool though. Because I feel great. Better habits, better everything. But, likewise, life is good. Life is good. Oh, side note. I got home. I checked my analytics. Because I've been, I'm, you know, I'm trying do, I'm trying a new type of system and titles and shit. And for any podcasters out there, this is kind of interesting for someone who's basically independent with no real, you know. It's funny. I like, yeah, of course you're independent. No one wants to fucking work with you. <laughs> It's like, I'm independent. It's like, you acted like fucking Spotify offered you a $50 million deal. Fucking relax. You're independent because life has made you have to be independent. And then you can go the Joe Budden route and be independent and brag about being independent. But then also bitch about how you're always, uh, you don't make any money from podcasts because you reinvest in all this shit. It's like, you know what? Should have accepted the $70 million deal from a corporation where it sounds bad to accept a lot of money for corporations. You know, it's also really good accepting a lot of money from corporations. Because you know what? All money comes from corporations. There's no such thing as clean money. Every money has dirty. Like you think for the company you work for, you think because they offer you, it's like, I put it like this. Anytime 
a company pays you X amount, they could easily probably pay you six times more and make a profit. It's the fact that here's enough money for you to shut the fuck up and be grateful. And there we go. Like when people talk, like people wonder why actors get paid crazy amount of money. Movie directors. It's like because some of these films make close to a billion fucking dollars. These Avenger films, like I don't even know if it's true, but like the Robert Downey Jr. making 70 million off Endgame. And it's not like it's the Iron Man movie where he, I mean, he's obviously kind of basically the main dude in the Avengers. If you really want to break it down, oh, it's an ensemble cast. Everyone's connected. It's like anytime there's an ensemble connected cast, everyone knows the pecking order. We can do the math. But yeah, he made a lot of fucking money. Uh, Thor, Chris Hemsworth probably made a lot of fucking money. I don't know. I don't know the numbers. I don't need that. But it's interesting. It's like, oh, how... 80 million to be it's like that movie made like two billion dollars worldwide. You damn fucking right. They're like, ah, here's 80 million. Cause you know what? They could have probably gave them like 200 million and still made their profit margins. But they're like, ah, throw it in the bag, Robert. Um by the way, not insulting it. But hard like the amount of like quote unquote Hard labor and work doesn't necessarily equate to how much you make. It's literally just, what are the margins and all this shit? And I don't care about you business fucking experts who have your business entrepreneurship quotes and shit. But it's like, all right, instead of giving all this advice, can I just, hey, let me come work for you. It's like, well, you know, we, we're not hiring. It's like, well, what's your business? It's like, put up quotes talking about business. It's like, oh. Okay, um, but yeah, I, what the fuck was I talking about? There's actually something I wanted to, there was a couple things I actually wanted to get into today, but fuck it, um, but yeah, oh, so I got home and checked my analytics, and your boy got a hundred plays off the last episode, trying different shit, and one day, by default, that's already the second most plays I've had on any episode. And the number one was one that I've over 4,000 plays. So you're welcome. For a local for a local independent podcaster, having 4,000 plays on a podcast is actually pretty damn impressive. So suck my toes. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a great day. Uh, let's see, what's on the agenda today? uh, media, oh, I also, I got home, and it's probably the shortest video Joe Rogan's ever put out on his RSS feed, Joe Rogan had a hello friends, and it's like a 10 minute video of him basically talking about, oh, like, from now on, we'll probably do a disclaimer, he doesn't want the artists who, like, are leaving voluntarily Spotify, blah, blah, like, you know, it wasn't anything controversial, really, his video it was just like you know we're going to try to be more thoughtful in the process of who we're still going to have all the people on the show but if we have like one controversial podcast then we're going to have one that counteracts that where it's like if we have one with the doctor with this point with this perspective that i agree that like goes on one side of agree with the next episode we're gonna have one complete opposite to kind of balance things out right even though i think in the, the day it doesn't really do anything um it's just like people are going to still find things to complain about and i just think it's a bigger picture of society 
you can't please everyone and you can do everything they want you to do. Put peanut butter in your butt cheeks and call it jelly. And they'll still be like, oh, by the way, I heard a new term. And I'm not even trying to go down this road. I heard a thing called ecosexual. Eco. Like ecosystem. Ecosexual. Uh, where it is basically... Honestly, I don't even know really what it means. Basically how they were describing it. The people who uh, assign themselves and identify as ecosexual. It's where your idea of giving back to the earth is literally being outside, kissing your partner, and being intimate with your partner in some capacity for five hours plus a day. And having sex outside every time you have sex to quote unquote give back to the earth. It's like you're taking mother nature a little too literal. Um, and this is the definition of just crazy shit. It's, it's just called outdoor sex. You go in the woods, you go in your car, leave the door open, let the breeze in, let it go up the crease, you know, keep it interesting. It's like, you don't want your girl to know that you're in the booty play. You gotta keep it. That's why you let the wind back there, you know, for breeze, baby, for breeze. <laughs> it's all about a uh, gain, <laughs> you know, because now like these air fresheners, just like, oh, we'll just add laundry detergent companies and just take their smell. Like these dryer sheets. It's like, it's like those, first of all, a lost art on vacuuming is the powder to actually make the vacuuming worthwhile. The best part of vacuuming isn't making sure your rug is, you know, dust and dry Make sure there's not cockroaches on the sofa when you lift it up and you have all this cat hair, your own strands of hair that you're losing. Not dandruff, not like dandruff, not dander, whatever the fuck is the proper terms, but just filth. All the shit that's in your vacuum, the stuff that you suck up and put in there, you pour on the garbage, all the stuff, you know, that's great. But all of that is pointless if you don't have the sprinkles. The power, the thing that makes it go. You can't have cheesecake without whatever the fuck cheese is in it. Because I don't think it's really cheese. I think it's like cream cheese, I guess. Oh, I just did the fucking math. Cheesecake is cream cheese. I'm a fucking idiot. Cheesecake is basically like a cheese danish. But they put in a cheese, they put in like a pie form. And they charge you 48 bucks. And seven bucks for a slice. And say, welcome to the Cheesecake Factory experience. It's like, you know what? You still fucking gypped my Reese's Cheesecake. You caused a whole ruckus, by the way. You always cause a ruckus. You always make my dad angry. And you're his favorite place. But you know what? Fuck us, right? Um, But yeah. The best part. <laughs> Damn, there. You are the best part. Um. In the sunrise, you're the coffee with my head. Did, is the is the line in that song? You're the Tylenol I take when my head hurts. It's like, you know, like I don't know. Being around people has never made my head better. They've caused headaches, 
never made it. But I get it. It's not supposed to be literal, whatever. I get it. Whatever. Um, but yeah. The best part is the cleaning air freshening powder you put when you vacuum it up and you smell it. It's like the commercial ah, for Breeze. Or just a Glade powder. Whatever the fuck. Air fresheners are a lost ark in general in the household. I don't know. I think air fresheners only used by, you know, adults with kids like mothers and fathers. Well, not really father. Mothers always plugging in essential oils, whatever the fuck that means. Scented candles. Yankee fucking candle. And by the way, a Yankee candle. Unpopular opinion. Now, jeez. Starting to sound like one of those trendy unpopular opinion. One of the most underrated stores. for I know, you thought as a man, I was going to say one of the most overrated. Because every time you get stuck going to the mall with your mother, you go to three spots. Yankee Candle, Bath and Body Works, and either JCPenney, Macy's, Sears, or all the above. I, I just consider the department stores all one fucking store. Because one, they always put it on the outside. They're like where 80% of people enter through. They don't want to park on the random side. And it's also easier to remember. Oh, we parked in front of the JCPenney. Oh, we parked in front of the Macy's. We parked in, Like, it's it's just easier to remember. But cool. Um, but yeah. The Yankee Candle. As a man... I mean, when you think about how nasty, first of all, when you think about how nasty it is, it's funny, I don't know, I don't know what the pro. I haven't been in Yankee Candle since pandemic stuff or whatever, so I don't know the process, I don't know how you smell things with the mask on, um, I don't know how weird that gets if they're like really paying attention, you're like, mm, his nose was out for three seconds, and you know, but think about, one thing I'm gonna say, I'm gonna assume this pandemic has helped, is our nasty fucking noses, we just all stuck in that same beach sand, I, is it called flavor? A scent. Yeah, they're candle scents. I don't know. I mean, it's technically flavor. I mean, they have flavors. They have like food flavors, gingerbread, you know, seasonal. They have like pink flamingo, Moscato. I don't fucking know. Uh, they have like Christmas crumble cookie. They have that nasty green one that there's one that smells really good and there's one that really doesn't smell good. And if you get someone, if you get a lovely lady the wrong scent, oh Jesus. Um, but yeah. Just the process of going to Yankee Candle and we just stick our fucking noses in these glass jars that are contained. So when you smell it and they're air sealed, that you just pop it back on it's like your nose and your germs whatever the fuck comes out of your nose and you don't know people drip it you you cannot tell me people sneeze over nothing you cannot tell me when sometimes you smell those things someone just sneezed right into it you really think you haven't smelled a candle where two hours earlier some 60 year old lady who's beating her son without even thinking about just without even thinking about it that being because and just air seal that bitch, just like just contained it. And if they had a freezer, it'd be like preserving semen. Their germs are just stuck in there. And I'm gonna assume if like I don't know like how if you're a Yankee Candle employee, how do you like police that? How do you police 
the no how do you police like should there only be you could on like do you only is there a rule like you're only really supposed to smell for like three seconds the most most people by the way go by generosity but like anything there's always people that abuse the free the free smelling the free scent rule you know there's people on airplanes that abuse you know I haven't been on an airplane a long time, but there's people on airplanes that, like, abuse, like, a school bus where they just have their fucking right leg out thinking it's cool. The, you know, oh, let me spread my legs. It's like, you got four people in a fucking row on a packed flight to Piscataway, New Jersey, all right? You're all just trying to get home. It's after the holidays. Like, stop trying to be that kid in seventh grade who tries to trip everyone because one day you're going to trip someone, and when the person you trip has been in the weight room for two years squatting 350 it's gonna pull back your leg and you're gonna pull your hip pointer not point anyone out jason <laughs> but yeah good times um let's just say his leg has been tucked in between like a tail and a tiger what's that fucking t- daniel tiger the the little kid tiger now nah, we'll just say tigger but i'm always afraid to say tigger because like a key bad the t and the n two nine the lion sleep tonight. Uh, see what I did there? But yeah, um, all caps, baby. All caps. No cap. But yeah, put a cap back on the fucking candle. And just smelling the dry wax candle. I don't know what's in it. Is it wax? Earwax? Why don't they actually just have an earwax scent? I'm Someone will buy it. They have like lemon. The lemon ones are typically pretty good. They have the they have like the all universal ones where it's like midnight summer beach and I really think they steal some of the names from like painters and shit. I know I'm ranting here. I didn't expect to talk about candles like this, but something triggered it. I guess you say it's lit. Uh, that was fucking lame as fuck. But you know what? This whole podcast is lame as fuck. But when you get a hundred plays in a fucking day, you feel great. Anyways, back to the candle store. Um. Kind of like a Beauty and the Beast. What's that dude's name? They have the clock, Mr. Cogsworth, and then Lemire. Is it Lemire? I feel like I've talked about that before, Beauty and the Beast. But yeah, what what scent do we think Lemire was? Yeah, I don't know. He looked like a good old peaches and cream, a good old lemon meringue type of guy. Only because he's yellow. Like, we can't make assumptions outside of that. We have no clue, like, if he's Spaniard. He's kind of like has a renaissance accent, like a Amadeus, because um, Amadeus, I, I thought I had a play on words with that, but I didn't, so we're just going to pound through it, um, but yeah, by the way, and we never like ask, like, no one ever wonders like what's in the candle, we're always so fascinated with ingredients, with calories, what's my ingredients in my can? fucking beans it's like oh there's a lot of exabitive sodium why is that in beans it's like you know what you never ask what's in your air freshener you never ask what ingredients are in your fucking candles that you just sit that you just let it burn in a fucking living room for two and a half months and we never ask what's in those i don't know if you're so worried about you know your kid getting like if you're one of those what do they call hypochondria where you're worried about your kid or yourself Like, oh, if you eat uh, bananas, you're going to develop a prostate issue. Oh, you're going to have cancer if you eat, like, basic shit that used to be considered just normal food. Not even healthy, but just like, oh, did you know that eating uh, pasta with white sauce actually 
uh, cars, causes your arteries to default uh, 10 years early. It's like, you know what, man? I don't know. I'm fine. But no, but you know, we'll let, you know, people just let a candle burn. We'll just let fucking air, air fresheners we put up. The toothpaste you put in your mouth, you don't, you don't look what's fucking in that. And I like how we just rely, by the way, I like how we just rely on like a, a $3 tube of toothpaste to keep your teeth white, which is a very important quality of, uh, not even white teeth, but, you know, keep your teeth in shape. I, I don't know, I guess it's kind of like a gym membership. Most people don't use gym memberships type of thing, you know, the gym, you know, it keeps you in shape, it keeps you attractive, makes you feel good, you know, you feel good after you brush your teeth, you filled your mouth, the hygiene's good, your hygiene's good, it's like cardio, you know, you feel good, there's like a six, there's like a three hour after effect when you run, where you just feel like a boost of energy, that's like what brushing your teeth is, that's why I don't brush my teeth at night, don't want to be up all night, that's why I do it, um, yeah, by the way, if you brush your teeth three times a day, I feel sorry for your gums, not a gum expert, I don't, I get it, I don't have the most perfect teeth, but my shiny teeth and me, I've, you know what, I haven't had a teeth pulled in like 12 years, I haven't had a cavity, I haven't had gingivitis, whatever fucking enamel problems, pronamel, enamel, you know, once they stopped getting out the gift bags, I said, fuck you, Dennis, and also, uh, just didn't have insurance for anymore, but on top of that, and you don't have any of these problems when you don't go to the dentist. Um, it's amazing, and by the way, none of my teeth hurt, I feel great, I have found something that works, but it's crazy how we just like, ah, $3.20 tube that will last me maybe a month, month and a half, how, because you know what, by the way, I use every two weeks because I actually brought, it's like, no, you use too much toothpaste, and 70% of it, you spit out in saliva into your sink, and you're just wasting toothpaste, so don't sit here, oh, you don't brush your teeth, actually, I probably brush my teeth more times a day than you, but you just use way too much toothpaste, and it's a waste. You're a waste, man. But it's crazy we just rely on these... I'm not going to go with those crazy... Because I honestly think those Crest Pronamel immune system... It's crazy like now toothpaste affects your immune system. It's like you're not really supposed to swallow it, but incidental swallowing is going to happen, so I guess you don't want your toothpaste to kill you. They also used to say that swallowing gum would just have it sit in your fucking stomach and you would just die eventually. It would just sit there and you would never shit it out. I'm like, anything you put in your body will eventually shit out. Some will take longer than others. Some will hurt more than others. Some will come out a lot easier. All right? If it doesn't kill you, you'll poop it out. It's not the end of the world. All right? But anyways, we just rely, like, we just go to the grocery store, and we find our brand. I used to use Aqua Fresh because they have this orange creamsicle flavor. Like, I actually don't like, like, uh, me personally, I'm not into the crazy, like, flavor. Like, I, I like pretty simple. I like, like, a green spearmint and, like, white. Like, just total, it'll be like, I'll get the basic Crest Total Cavity Protection, where it's just in a white box and like an orange label. It's crazy, I will not buy Arm and, it's weird, like, how can you buy Arm and Hammer toothpaste and not associate with, like, the baking soda? And I don't even know what baking soda is really for. I think it's like, you can use it in laundry, but you could cook with it. I don't think that's a good combination, um... But then, you know, it's crazy. Arm and Hammer makes toothpaste and stuff for laundry detergent that you put on your clothes. But then you're wondering why 
kids were eating Tide Pods for a year and a half. Big craze. Um, I like how they just think they put a seal on it, and now kids are just, It's like, look, man, that's not why kids stop eating it. It's just because kids are like, oh, we're dying from this. And you know what? Kids don't want to die. Kids do stupid things and may die by doing stupid things. But, like, when you have two friends die in a year-long span, you're like, maybe I don't do that. Um, but, yeah, anyways, kids are smart. Um, but, yeah, these two... <laughs> The toothpaste, man. We just buy these $3 tubes. Think about it. If you use a tube a month, that's like $36. $36 a year of brushing your teeth pretty correctly, we'll just say. And these dentists want you to come for a visit every six months. But it's crazy how these toothpastes, they work wonders, but they're only three bucks. You would think, honestly, and I'm not trying to get the market price jacked up because I like my cheap toothpaste and I think toothpaste should be affordable. But honestly, if toothpaste were 30 bucks a tube, what are you going to do, not buy it? Let's talk about need and demand type of shit. We saw what happened with the toilet paper thing. People couldn't wipe their ass and they started losing their shit. No pun intended. But what if toothpaste had a shortage? You're all going to go around with bad breath, dental hygiene. You get sick more. It's a real thing. But what the fuck do I know? It's crazy how, but no one questions what the fuck's in toothpaste. I bet you 90% of you can name two things in toothpaste. All I know is that there's like a form of gum in it, which is weird. But yeah, I don't know. Just something to think about. Candles, toothpaste. Oh yeah, candle. Like we just let it burn in a room for three months. Kids walking around there. You're watching The Price is Right. You're watching whatever your kids watch. I don't fucking know. I don't know what families watch these days. Because there's not really any family television shows that are worth a damn. I honestly don't think like... There's no, like, show that the whole family gets around for these days. And not just because of streaming and television. But I don't think there's really any shows that actually appeals to a whole family. Like, it's kind of... Like, you can't be a 12-year-old watching Game of Thrones with your mother. There's a lot of incest. A lot of sex. And there's no real sitcoms that are, like, family-friendly and interesting. Like, when you think about, like, a... When you think about kids' movies, like Pixar movies and Disney movies, they always throw innuendos in there that are jokes. Shrek. Shrek is the greatest fucking example of a lot of adult humor in a kid's movie that they can get away with it because kids won't catch it. And Madagascar. Oh, sugar honey iced tea. The parents are laughing. The kids are like, what are you laughing about? The kids are laughing. Oh, Marty's in slow motion. Alex is chasing him. And the parents are laughing like, oh, shit. Literally. And it's it's that it's the stuff that's for the children and for the parents. Like The Incredibles. There's a lot of... There's a few jokes in there that are a little bit... Eh? They always throw shit in there. Nowadays, it's either so uber kid-friendly... Or it's so the opposite. There's no like real, real humor. There's no like real like kind of dramatic TV show where a kid has interest in following and their dad or their mom can sit there and enjoy it with them. Like nah, someone is sacrificing their good time for this shit. 
And maybe they're just like, yeah, you know, anything I do with my child, anything I do with my brother, that's all that matters. It's like, yeah, you know what? You also like doing things with people that you at least partially enjoy, get something out of it. And by the way, there's no like weirder or lesser feeling, not lesser, because it's going to sound weird to say, but have you ever like gone into, let's say you went to go see a movie with someone, right? And you think like, man, I can't wait to show this person this movie. But you know they don't really want to see it. And then you go see the movie. And you hated the movie. You didn't like it. But then they enjoyed it. Like, yeah, I love that movie. Like, you liked it. They got everything wrong. It didn't match with the comic books. Um, But yeah. Like, it's weird when you go into something thinking, I know I'm going to enjoy this most. And I appreciate the fact that they just want to be there with me. Because... They love me. Uh, she's in love with who I am. Just not when I'm a douchebag and tell her. I'm actually not even going to finish this statement because I respect that person too much to actually say that out loud. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Clint really, uh, Clint really took a James and the Giants peach in the face on that one. Oh, Jesus. Oh, also... Isn't it weird how there just used to be... I don't know if you guys remember. It used to be on VHS. And I tried to find it. There used to be McDonald's full production movies. They used to be fire. Like, it would be like... I, I remember it vividly. And I remember if it was like a TV show or movies. A bunch of TV. I don't fucking know. They kind of disappeared from the ether. Is it ether or ether? I don't know. Let's ask Remy Ma. <laughs> or, uh, yeah. Well, she did She did the diss track towards Nikki, but the original ether was like Tupac, I believe. See, I'm not a rap aficionado. I'm a fucking idiot when it comes to that stuff. I'm not a historian. Like I said, previous pod. I'm not a music historian. Um, but yeah. It's just... Uh, what was I talking about? Uh, Clint, let's get it back together. By the way, to new listeners of the pod, because I got 100 plays, so that means I got a new, you know, gaining a fan base here. Um, it's, uh, I this happens, I lose track, and I either hop back on, I either find it, like, talking to myself, running it back, running back, and I start, oh, and then I find it. I'm talking to myself, I'm figuring this out, or I end up just, ah, fuck it, and I just move on to something completely different, but like, those fucking cunts at Jason's Deli. And, you know, some weird shit like that. Likewise. Likewise, Clint. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's definitely going to be the name of this. Likewise. Probably not. Probably not. But anyways. um, Yeah. There's really no... uh, There's really no, like... TV or shows I can think... Like, the, for example. Even stuff that's, like, kid-friendly... But it's not some kids would enjoy. Like, The Office is not some, like, a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old is going to sit there. I mean, you could find the exception. I get it. My th- my 13-year-old stepsister likes it. It's like, all right, fine. You found the example. You're, you're oh, well, it's because it's for the, it's actually not for loners. It, and by the way, The Office, just because it's awkwardly paced and it's comedically genius, whatever, and community is basically like, and by knockoff, it's a compliment because it's the same style. And Parks and Recreation is similar style. Um, and there's other shows that are kind of doing it that I don't give a fuck to watch. I think Arrested Development's one of those shows that kind of does a shaky camera, feels mockumentary 
whatever. But just because something is awkwardly paced and there's gaps of silence and pauses, that doesn't mean it's necessarily for like quote unquote awkward people. And as someone who is one, I think I can speak for this. Um, you know, it people people want to make like every type of humor that fits their personality is only for their niche of a personality group. The Office was on fucking NBC. Okay, it was not on some IFC network. It was not on some Sundance channel. It was not on the extra channels that you get on Directv because you get all these extra fucking channels. And you like the freeform television. It was not on ABC Family Second Channel. It was on fucking NBC. And but was it as big at the time? No. It took a few years for it to get going, but it really started taking off in streaming, right? Like anything. Like I'll be honest. Like when I was in middle and high school, I used to always see commercials from it, and I'll be like, nothing about the commercials. Nothing about it. And they would advertise it a lot because they'd be watching other shows or whatever. I never cared for that. I never cared. 30 Rock's another type of one of those shows. Even though 30 Rock's not really an awkwardly paced show. But it's definitely a little bit... It's definitely kind of the uh, freaking Tina Fey's character. You know, it's supposed to be basically like a nerdy girl type of shit in the city. Like type of stuff. It's basically... Well, I never saw Sex in the City. But apparently they're dying on Pelotons. Well, actually that's a show Billions... But the dude who played the dude on Sex in the City, who's getting accused of harassment and misconduct with a woman on a show called Sex in the City. Kind of the irony there. Um, but apparently, he dies on a Peloton in the show Billions. Um, I, I found that. And then Peloton suing billions. You see, this is the show. I just ramble. What's ever going in my head? Shit that I've seen. Every time I turn on the camera, I says, anytime I turn on the camera, I literally, nine times, I don't even know what I'm going to start out with. And then it just goes. And somehow, here we are. People dying on Pelotons. So if that's your excuse for not wanting to do cardio or getting a Peloton, be my guest. All right. But cardio does help you live longer. So don't use a TV show. And people who I've died on pelotons and treadmills, because how many people? Like, think about how many people have actually died on the treadmill. How many people have actually died running? Of course, people have had heart attacks. Of course, people, but they didn't die because they ran. They died because shit was already fucked up, and running twelve miles is not gonna help. When you drink a shitload of alcohol, soda, consume a lot of bad food, and even if you take care of yourself, there's already preconceived conditions and stuff, comorbidities, but whatever. And when you do extreme things, activities, stress things, it exposes what is already, I don't even want to say weak, but it exposes what's already at risk, at risk or vulnerable, we should say. Um, because we all got weak things in our body. Even Michael Jordan has weak things. I mean, he had the flu, even though really he was just hungover. And by the way, a lot of by the ways in this episode. Episode Tal should be, by the way. Um, this, you know, the, and I don't like to get because I feel like Skip Bayless and them do the shit enough with LeBron versus Michael. It's like, honestly, who fucking cares? If you actually set time to set a 20-minute debate for who's better, Michael LeBron, who fucking cares? But anyways, let's go to a kind of 
I really think the, and this isn't a complete new take, but I'm going to kind of give a little different type and point of view. But the legend of, the legend that Michael Jordan has built off what he did and the personality he has adopted to the people, and this was before The Last Dance, but The Last Dance has definitely like freaking stroked his dick for everyone now. Like, if you thought my dick was big then, making a 10-part series. And I will give him credit. People say it's his point of view. He made it where it made him the hero and everything. He also made himself look like a jackass. And he was. And you know what? I you know, there's always respect. Like he put that in there. He made he didn't necessarily try to make himself a likable person. But it was still in the essence of you guys are the ones that aren't like me. You guys didn't want his back. And it's created that everyone looks at Michael Jordan and Charles Barkley is basically said, We aren't role models. And I do believe like athletes can be role models. They can lead by example type of things, but I don't think like anything that you shouldn't really like, if you're looking for them to be like your number one role model, I I think you got other things in your personal life and chances are you probably don't have like a figure to be a role model because to me, your role model should always be your parents, even if they are flawed individuals. As long as they were there for you type of shit. Well, look at Clint getting emotional. <laughs> no, but like, if you're looking at Michael Jordan, like, if I was a parent, and like, well, I don't know, maybe, well, alright, let me tell you, a role model could be different than like, who's your hero? Like, a role model, like, you have many role. a role model is kind of like an uncle that has taught you how to fucking work on your car. It's like, Oh, this is really cool. Like, he taught me this, a very specific thing. But, like, your hero is something that's not just direct and, uh, direct in terms of, uh, fuck, I don't know what, but it's, it's more, it can be more of a transactional thing, is more what I'm trying to say. Where your hero, a hero is, a morality with emotion, with feeling, to where when your hero dies, you're probably gonna ball up, cry, not be the same for a long time. That's like a role model, like an athlete dying, it's sad. But let's be honest, like even the biggest Kobe Bryant fans, you're not laying in your bed two months later, like if your hero would die, like if your father or your brother or your best friend, you know, you wouldn't just sit in your, like, when Kobe died, you're not just going to sit in your bed for two months crying about, like, oh, it's like, why did you quit your job? Why you call work? Kobe died? It's like, um, okay. I understand he was important for you, and that doesn't mean he shouldn't be on your mind even years later. But, I really went off a tangent here, but you shouldn't, like, two months later, like, it's not something you should be sitting and crying in bed over type thing. Whatever. Getting a little too deep in the weeds there. But Michael Jordan has definitely set this thing where it's more of the legend of he wanted it more. He worked harder than everyone. When there is actually a lot of evidence that he wasn't always that way. In college, his college coach, Roy Williams, was an assistant on the team at the time. He basically said, like, 
yeah, he he when he came in in his first year or two, he didn't really work that hard. And maybe and it was like he had that turning point and he didn't he, they're like he worked hard in college, but he started to get to where he worked hard, but went until the, he got to the NBA where he really took it to another level. And that's so credit to him because he still had to put in the work. But it's definitely more of the legend of you can't say like no one could top Michael no matter someone like honestly I really was someone could average forty points a game for like eighteen years straight, win twelve titles, and people would still be like, Well, Michael Jordan did it in this area. Like, you know, they're always gonna find bullshit no matter what. Okay? Like that's the kind of the point. And Skip Bayless, I really think, has contributed to this. And he's also contributed to the fact that LeBron, no matter what LeBron does, LeBron could do everything. He could accomplish everything Michael Jordan did in his career verbatim. He would still say, I just like the way Michael Jordan did this better. It's like, all right, man, I don't know what to tell you. It's more, It's become more about the legend than necessarily what happened. And people are always worry about... Well, Michael Jordan, his story is never going to be told correctly. It's like, trust me, not only has it been told, it's been highly, like, kind of over, not overblown because he did accomplish what he accomplished. But I, I think when when you hear, like, this generation talk about, like, look, we understand our great Mike. Did we see Michael Jordan play every single playoff game? Do most of us look back and watch every even playoff series he played or every final series? No, but, you know, there's enough evidence. We've seen enough where it's like the gap isn't freaking the difference between LeBron and Austin Reeves on his team, okay? Like, the gap isn't that fucking crazy. It's not It's not that crazy. It's really just preference, like anything, preference. But, yeah, I don't know. Um, I forgot complete was. Oh, yeah. The office. <laughs> this is going to be a pain in the ass to do timestamps. I'm not even going to know what the fucking put. This is the hard part about doing timestamps. It's like, I, I remember I was doing a previous video and I was talking about uh, my three days grace thing. And then I talked about something else, something else. And then I brought it back to three days grace. And I was like, I can't just put three days grace again. Clint comes back to three days grace. <laughs> like, not like I was just like phases. And the essence of it. But yeah. Awkward. You know. It was on. The Office was on NBC. 30 Rock was on NBC. Community was on NBC. Modern Family. That does a similar type of thing. By the way. I learned a cool fact about Modern Family. Modern Family. The actual like. The people in the pilot. You know. This is kind of like behind baseball. Behind the documentary. Uh, Not behind. But you know. Behind the scenes. Is that the people behind the camera were supposed to be more of an integral part. Were actually supposed to be like a main character, an integral part of the actual thing. And then they did the pie and they're like, actually, this doesn't. This is kind of annoying. People interrupting family about the day. Like, they know, like, we know the camera's there and they acknowledge it once in a while. Like, they do the interview stuff, like, like in the show. Like, we, we get what's happening. The people behind the scenes, like, and they try to make where, like, the people behind the camera in the show, not literally people behind the camera of the camera recording the show, people be- people behind the camera of 
the actual camera recording them while they're probably holding fake cameras. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> but, like, the people behind the cameras were supposed to be more integral part of the dialogue and the scenes and stuff. And thank God they changed that because that would have been an annoying fucking show. Um, it would have honestly been unnecessary. And I'm not someone to say anything in a show is unnecessary. What I am saying is not my cup of tea. Kermit. Um, by the way, the Muppets. They they had like a brief run in the mid-2000s, I believe, on ABC. And I actually enjoyed the show. And after like a year, I think they just stopped it. Which was disappointing. And I've actually never seen the recent Muppet movies. I'm afraid to. The Muppets mean too much to me. Um, but yeah. Like people make it like the office is like this. Like they were on one of the four biggest cable networks. They were on the same network that the biggest sitcom. Damn, I wish I was wearing my friend. Friends was on NBC. Seinfeld was on NBC. The two, two of like four biggest sitcoms ever. And you're going to see her and be like, The Office was underlooked. They did nine seasons. They should have stopped at like seven and a half, but they did nine seasons. Like we need to stop, like in The Office, The Office history, even though it's literally right there. It's not only recent history, it's literally data right fucking there. You can look up the numbers they were getting, like, I believe. Like, you can look up how many viewers and listeners they were getting as the seasons go on, as the show grew. And people make it like, The Office was this underdog story. Underdog. By the way, highly disappointed movie in time. I'm pretty sure if I watch it now, would not age well. Probably a lot of cool jokes, but yeah. Anyways. But we, you can't, like, we can't say something was a film noir whatever the fuck that means we can't say something was like if you like on netflix like they'll put like three key terms to describe a movie or show they'll be like understated it'll be like it was on abc they were always talking like it'd be like at the big bang theory where the be on netflix and they were the number one show for the past fucking like eight years or two and a half men and they would be like and it would be uh what's a fucking term for it would be like uh underrated it would be underrated it would they would put like a key term like fucking uh you know under the radar understated i already said understated but you get the point it's like blow me like you can like honestly, you couldn't even say that for shows that are on the CW, like the Flash, the Green Arrow, the Number One Hundred, whatever bullshit that was. You couldn't even say that for like ABC Family shows. You couldn't sit there like you're on a major network. Even if you're on a step cousin, which is ABC Family of ABC, it's like fine. You didn't get the eight thirty spot on Wednesday instead of Ugly Betty. All right, you got the seven thirty. After the re the reunited Sabrina and the Teenage Witch, and they did a white baby daddy show that I actually did watch, but you know they couldn't do that type of show if not gonna go there. But I'm just gonna say the only reason why they even would 
put that because they did do it with all white people because of the connotation that's associated. They can make it lighter. It would, I'm pretty sure there would have been a lot of backlash, let's just say, if they weren't white. Because it would have caused a whole stir. It was like, what are you trying to say? It's like, I don't know. And the storylines of people abandoning their fucking baby. Like, I understand life is crazy and this shit happens. This is real life. I'm pretty sure the person that created and wrote the show, it probably has a personal thing to them. And they probably did, like, yeah, this is pretty common. People just drop baby. They Not drop babies. This is Anthony. Just want not drop a baby. <laughs> That's a funny bit. Go look it up. But yeah. Like, just like leaving a baby at a doorstep that you didn't know you were a father of. And like, here you go. Like, it's the weirdest storyline. And how do these people just find out where you live? And they just drop, like, hey, I can't do this. I'm going to Rome. <laughs> it's like, these, you know, that's why I don't want it. But yeah, like, anyways, back to the bigger point. Sorry, going to go on a tangent that probably bored the audience 45 minutes ago. Like, this is going to be one of those pods that you either left after seven minutes or you're still here. No in between. No, I stayed 28 minutes, enjoyed the part, kind of doled me out. I may come back to it. Like, no, you either, like, fucked this podcast after seven minutes or you were still here at the 57-minute mark. Either way, I love you. Um, Just not like this. With the ass like that. I want you, baby. Some some ass. For some reason, I was thinking that was a 50 Cent song. That's an Eminem song. Back when Eminem actually, you know, made music. Anyways, um, I get it. Eminem's one of those legends. So you can't say it. Can't say it. But, you know. It's a definition of you could technically be better at your craft. But you actually get worse at your you actually get worse at your job. As weird as that sounds, I really think that's what Eminem has become. He's become so good at his craft, like like technical rapping, uh, mastering different flows. And I'm not a Eminem expert. Like I don't really listen to Eminem's music, but I've I you know he has the big hits in the past decade. Any song he's featured with fucking like Rihanna or some shit. And then he has like Rap God where the whole essence of the song is just how fast he's speaking. And yes, does he say some shit in there? Yes. But he also just says a lot of nothing too. And I'm not shitting on him for that because it's really impressive to do that. Um, Then he has like other songs like basically MGK had to come out. It's like... MGK had the discipline for him to say some shit. And he spent a lot of time and effort in that. But I'm not going to go. Because I like Eminem. Obviously. Uh, just don't lose yourself in this pod. Um, lose yourself in the music. By the way. This song. I actually get annoyed by it now. Um, and that song Stan. Like the music video. Where he's just in his white tank top. Writing down the thing. Dear mom. And he does like that annoying, like honestly, like kind of his annoying voice. I know people are saying this about my voice, and I would say, likewise. <laughs> I'm going to start with likewise. And here's the thing about likewise. Likewise, it's two words in one. It's like a conjunction. Is it a conjunction when you combine two words to combine a word? That sometimes it would, sometimes it wouldn't based off the sentence. It's like a conjugation. It's like conjunction, junction. What's your function? 
Um, apparently, it's to tell me to go fuck off. That's its function in a polite way. But yeah, um, which I was, yeah, you know, skipping Eminem. You know, I don't want to diss on one of my own. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's just can we can we stop with this uh with this aging on things where they. We try to romanticize things that don't need to be romanticized or just flat out isn't really all that true. Like it's crazy how it's crazy how um, I don't even say the story to ironically it's a storytelling of the story that was actually telling. Ooh, that's a bar. The storytelling of a story that's telling. Let me run that back. I said the story is telling what the telling story... And you know, get it. Yeah. No, that was actually terrible. But you get it. Uh, you get it. it. It's the romanticizing of something that actually didn't happen. It's kind of like looking back like... If you were to ever like, I don't know, hit up an ex-girlfriend. And three... Like, let's just say three or five years removed from it. All you think about is, man, how how they made you feel when it was good type of things. And then it's like, then sometimes like, then like 20 minutes later, you're like, well, eh, there was that one time where they, uh, they said they would leave me for anyone else. Or like, you know, they were like, I, you ain't shit. It's like. You're the reason I hate myself. And like you forget you forget those things, you know? And then you forgot how much you hated yourself. But it's the oh, the idea's fun. It's the it's the story that you've told in your head that man, you know, just it's always that one and you know, I actually I was talking with a friend kind of about this. I'm not going to get too deep in the conversation for you know, personal reasons for them and other, but basically we were talking about our one because everyone has the one that got away. Fuck you, Katy Perry. By the way, I think she performed on SNL last night. Haven't seen the performance, but I'm cool. Um, I, all I know, unless it's I Kissed a Girl, I don't want to see it. <laughs> but, uh, or What Happens in Vegas. Pretty underrated music video. Um, but, you know, there's always the one that got away type of thing. And you beat yourself up a lot for it. Because the reason why they're the one that got away is because chances are you look back like, wow, I was I was heavily immature. I was this. You know, you try to take the self-accountability route, which sounds great in theory. And then, you know, you sit down thinking like, yeah, you know, but they were also immature. They were also did some things. And it's like, all right, it's like you can say they're the one that got away or maybe you're the one that got away. Or you can just probably be realistic and be like, it just probably, we just probably don't work together. And sometimes it is that simple. But sometimes we want to romantic because it's always, a you know, in their situation, it would be like they they said you know they've ad- not adopted but you know they've definitely 
they've changed a lot about themselves since then, you know, you, you mature as a man, you grow as a man, you know, you get big and swole, you know, you look at life a whole lot different, you've been rewarded by this kind of newer person you developed yourself into. And then you're, what if that person, the one that got away, hit you up? Well, you would like to say, nah, I'm good. Fuck that bitch. Or, you know, it doesn't even matter how, or not even fuck, because even if it didn't end that badly, you really look back and like, you know what? I was kind of a jackass. They were this, but you know what? Some, you know, I being afar from it, you, you kind of, for, not even forgive, but you kind of just, you reason with things and like, you know what? It happens type of shit. People don't mesh together. People wrong times in life. And then there's like that percentage that they hit you. You're like, it's that percentage of what they say. Hey, I'd just like to meet up and hang with you. There's a percentage you'd be like, I'm good. I respect myself too much. I've removed myself. I've moved on my life. I don't believe in going back to things, especially when you remember that they weren't always that great, but you want to romanticize the good parts. But I guess it's like human nature where there's like a percentage of you that always can play the what if game. That can always play, you can always play the gymnastics in your head like, maybe we're both different now. Maybe we're both more mature. Maybe things that matter us then don't now and vice versa and our benefit. And I think we'd be great. I'm going to complete or it could be exactly like before. It could be. I'm not saying I'm not saying that it's not possible for two people to be together and then break up the years later, re- reunite and pick up where they left off and then get married and live a happy life. But I'm saying typically never really happens. And anyone in your inner circle in your life, we you know, I wanna say most people have gone I've um, gone back with an ex and typically the second time ends way worse than whatever the first time because at least the first time you're left with a little you know you're left with a little less you know you're left with a little meat on the bone no pun intended you know you're left with a little you're left with a little something like mm, like a cliffhanger like you know because you didn't even get to a certain point to see what it was, you know, ended off a bunch of immaturity, whatever your reason is. But that second time when it doesn't work, it, typically you both are actually trying really hard. And that's kind of the problem is that people try too hard to make it right. And you may start making up for insecurities and falls that you had at the time and think you got to go overboard and they may feel something. And honestly, depending on what the fuck you guys are holding against each other typically you probably didn't get over it and you probably like it's really hard when people do specific you know there's certain actions that that can be technically forgivable where they can still be in your life in a capacity but when they look at you a percentage no matter what you do that thing will always stick out in their mind because it's, it's the, I believe that the thing we remember the very best moment and the very worst moment. And it's kind of like a sports theory. You should never judge. You do not assess a player based on their very best year, their career year, or the very worst year. 
It's all the years in between, the consistency. And to me, I believe, my personal belief, which I don't think it's really, I'm not really going down a stretcher here. Uh, I, I think more of what, it's the consistency of everything in between that matters most. What do you want a day where, do you want to be around someone when it's, when you're not doing anything special? Do you want to just be around someone? Do you just enjoy that person's presence, even if it involves you in simply not really anything? Anyone can enjoy being with someone when you're going to a concert, you know, getting on Molly and shit. Anyone can enjoy that. Anyone can enjoy being around people when you're getting drunk all the time, getting high, doing whatever bullshit, you know, grinding on your sister's coochie. Like, but can you enjoy someone? When you are talking about, hmm, when, when you just randomly pop a question and be like, can you hold your pee and poop? That's that's a little cliffhanger from the last episode. Like, can you talk to someone like that and they'll be like, hmm. Never thought of about that. It's the simple things in life we forget. And that is episode 104 of the Off and Beat podcast. I like this episode. But anytime I like an episode while I'm doing it, I actually don't like it when I actually have to listen to the timestamp. So let me know. Let's give this one 100 plus listens in the first day. All right, guys, like, subscribe, and suck some titties. Episode 104 of the Off and Beat podcast. Enjoy your day uh, for your daily show. Not Trevor Noah, not John Stewart, not Stephen Colbert. Uh, even though he technically does a Tonight Show, which I guess is technically Tonight Show. I do it like, well, I don't know. Their show's ended like two hours. I'm more like, I do it around the time like Carson Daly used to do it. Wow, like, I, that's when you know, like, Gee, I said the show was over in here. Like, that's how you know, like, these big-ass fucking TV cunts just have money. Like, we'll put on a show at 2 or 3 a.m., a late-night show, that literally will get, like, 8,000 viewers, and that's not even an exaggeration. And, like, ah, here's two mil a year. Here you go, Carson Daly. And he's leveraged that into a bigger... Now he's, like, on Today's Show and shit. Like, well... In the same network, but like, hey man, if we're gonna be paying you this money, can you actually like contribute to shit that people actually kind of watch? And I'm not shitting on the fact, respect to him for even having a show. I don't care what time, what time of day it is, whatever the fuck, still respect. But it just shows, just give money away. That's all it is. All right, have a great day. Man, Jesus, Clint, you sack of shit. You're really killing it though. You're killing it. You're the biggest podcaster in your zip code. Improv you.